You're listening to Alcoholics Alive, where recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous share their experience on how they live AA as a way of life. None of our participants get paid or speak for AA. Here are your hosts, Shank and Wayne. Shank, all the votes are in. All right. What happened? Are we keeping it or scrapping it? Oh, it's scrapped. So that was, uh, if if you'll remember, when we had Kathy on, I guess it was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember. Memory's going bad on me. Um, there was a slogan, ego, easing God out, that... She wanted to keep. I wanted to scrap it. Shank was neutral, and then she kind of leaned towards scrapping it. So we decided to put it out to the to the listeners, and we actually had quite a few votes come in, and it was 66% said scrap it, 33% said keep it. And then we had one... I can't remember who that was. It was one of our Instagram followers. He he wanted us to change it to edging God out. That's right. And that he would keep it if we did that. I I didn't. We weren't going to stand for that. That's just. Sorry. We make the the rules. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) ego easing God out. It's out of here. Crap. It's it's out of here. So we appreciate everybody that voted. It was the most votes we've received for one of those uh, kind of challenges. So we we appreciate that. We've got a good um, good guest on today. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad, glad to be here. Yep. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Greg. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, sober since May 23rd, 2005. Uh, live in Charlotte. Got a home group there. Home group's got a name. It's called Third Tradition Group. And uh, I didn't take as quickly to AA as some. Uh, I had a problem with ego. Uh-oh. You, <laughs> you were edging God out. <laughs> but uh, I really thought for, you know, the longest time that I I, I didn't need help. I thought I, I had the answers. I could... Uh, I knew what was best for me, and I had some consequences. I know this is a quick uh, version. I'm going to keep it real quick. I lived in California for some time and started to have some legal consequences out there and uh, ended up for, one, to kind of get out of the uh, California penal system, but, two, I was out of resources, moved back to uh, where I am now in Charlotte, and I went to a um, – my mother is a member of AA, and I went to a meeting. Uh, it was a group in Charlotte that were having, like, a holiday, like a Christmas time kind of eating meeting. And I went there, and people were, uh, like, reaching out to me like they thought I needed help. I guess they had heard about me. <laughs> they, they, they were giving me their phone numbers. And I was there purely. I mean, it was for sure I was there just for support. This was an open meeting, and I was there just to be, you know, just to kind of be supportive. Some free food probably wasn't the worst uh, turnoff, but I was literally there, and people were reaching out to me. I'm like, whoa, you got the wrong guy. And, you know, just the theme of my story is, you know, about would I be willing to, if you pose a question to me or my actions indicated that if I was willing to sacrifice, like, you know, opportunities job, school, whatever the time period was, uh, relationships, friends, family, uh, money, shelter, self-esteem, kind of everything worthwhile, just one more night, one more weekend of drinking. My actions kind of indicated that, in my mind, that was a good idea. I think it was worth that. And I just kind of went down the scale. And the guy who had been the speaker at that, uh, that holiday party he was sober. He got sober in 1961. I remember that. And I thought it was like AA number three. I mean, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally did. Um, 
And I came back, and when I came back to Alcoholics Anonymous, and there are a couple treatment centers in here, a couple of short, emphasis on short stints in jail. And I came back to Alcoholics Anonymous, and what happened, I I didn't come out of virtue. I didn't really even come because I'm finally ready to get sober. I just had this complete lack of alternatives. And I... uh, so I went in a meeting. I didn't really know this, but I kind of, you know, I couldn't have articulated this, but I realized that maybe I don't have all the answers and maybe I need some help. And if you look at my results, I clearly don't know how to stay sober. And I was getting to where it was worse. You know, I couldn't live with it, but I definitely couldn't live without it. So I just was out of options. And I started to hear the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. I started to identify And that guy, who was about 88 years old at the time and sober for however long it was, um, he brought me a meeting schedule and put some meetings down in his name and his number. And he said, you know, I just want you to know you can call me anytime. I'm willing to help. And I, uh, you know, I was like, good God, if I was about 88 years old, I'd be lucky to tell you to put a plug in the joke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to the Saturday morning. It was like it was a big book study. It wasn't really a group. It was a meeting. It was a Joe and Charlie kind of thing. I was going every Saturday. And he would, after that, he would put me in his car, and we would go out to breakfast. And the only thing he asked was he wanted to make sure his car was kind of rusty. He wanted to make sure I'd had a tetanus shot before I got in the car. <laughs> and uh, and we would go to breakfast, and he would just talk about, you know, alcohol anonymous. He would talk about, you know, certainly a little bit of his drinking, but also the solution and how he just applied it in his life. And, you know, he wasn't my sponsor. I did get a sponsor. And really, honestly, since the day I got sober, I think I said it May 23rd, 2005, I've had a sponsor the whole time. I mean, I haven't, you know, been the perfect, uh, I guess, sponsor, um, but I've been currently the sponsor that whole time. And that was a key difference. And I've been involved in a home group. And just being an active participant in AA, drinking hasn't looked like a good idea. So um, I'm just really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for the people that have taken the time to uh, pass on to me what they have been given for free. So I'm really grateful for that. So, again, I'm really glad to be here. Thanks, Greg. If you're listening, getting a tetanus shot is not a requirement to be an AA member. Unless you're grunge, like Greg was, and follow the dead for about three or 400 shows, then tetanus might be required. Didn't have a nickname, yeah. Grippy Socks or something like that? Well, we were going to call you Grippy Grip. What was it, Shank? Grippy Sock, Greggy. You got the grip. You're G-Rip, dog. <laughs> G-Grip. There you go. Yeah. G-Money. G-Dog. Shank, what's her thought? I wanted something harder. I wanted something like, you know, like Shank or something that was like really like. Well, well, we could. Butter knife is available. (laughs) That you know what? That would be good. Butter knife. That's not bad. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my goodness. I I can say this: anywhere that I wore grippy socks, I was the ping pong champion. Oh, even uh, while you were on that Thorazine? Uh, I was never on the Thorazine, but <laughs> I probably was. Oh, okay. My ping pong right. game has been strong throughout. Nice. That sounds like a challenge. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. All right, Shank, what's our topic? Our topic today is the pamphlet Understanding Anonymity. So, I know we've said this about a few pamphlets, but this is probably the best one in circulation. Um, yep. Do not request too many of them at a time, or they may pull it, but it is really great. So I'm going to read a little bit from page 7 in the Understanding Anonymity pamphlet. It says, In stressing the equality of AA members and unity in the common bond of their recovery from alcoholism, Anonymity serves as a spiritual foundation of the fellowship. Back in 1948, Bill W., our co-founder, wrote, One may say that anonymity is the spiritual base, the sure key to all the rest of our traditions. 
It has come to stand for prudence and, most importantly, for self Effacement. Effacement. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know what that means. Um, true consideration for the newcomer if he desires to be nameless, vital protection against misuse of the name Alcoholics Anonymous at the public level, and to each of us a constant reminder that principles come before personal interest, such is the wide scope of this all-embracing principle. In it, we see the cornerstone of our security as a movement. At a deeper spiritual level, it points us to still greater self-renunciation. Renunciation. Renunciation. So Shanks got a third grade education and I got a fifth grade education. So we, we can put this we help, together. We help each other out. So we're really looking Keep forward going to back. that plain language book coming out because, you know, we can't, we we're can't read. So, yeah, we appreciate the, we appreciate the elite conference taking care of us out here. Yeah. Wow. So this is from, um, Page seven. There are several other things within the pamphlet that, um, I mean, it's just like really good reminders, really good information. I don't think that I had a good handle on um, anything having to do with anonymity until probably six or seven years ago. So there you go. What? Let's go into a few of the questions that are in the in the pamphlet. You good with that, Greg? I uh, guess absolutely. So here's so here's one. It says after I tell my loved ones about my AA membership, should I ask them not to disclose this information to anyone else? So it's assuming that you've told your family about your <laughs> membership, but what do you think about that? Uh, well, I'll you know share actually somewhat recent experience um yep like i said my mother is a member of AA, so i think she kind of took care of some of this you know for me well, yeah it and sounds like she the told the whole but uh and i think i know what the pamphlet says so i think it kind of says that it's uh you know there's you know kind of like a lot of things in alcoholics anonymous it's a you know it's not black and white so if it, was, if it was an AA member before I go to that, I pretty much tell someone, you, if there's someone in a meeting that needs help or whatever, you know, you can get my number to anyone. I think I would prefer with my family, the ones that aren't in AA, which is most of them, um, that they call me first just because I sort of want to, uh, I mean, ultimately I'm not really opposed to it that much, but I'd like to have an idea of, the purpose of why I'm reaching out to this person. And my brother did that. I mean, it wasn't last week, but it was a few months ago. It wasn't long ago. And he lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and someone close to him was having a drinking problem, and he called and asked if I'd talk to him and then connect him with some people in Nashville, which I did have some contacts there. So personally for me is I would prefer that my family – for the most part, call me and just run it by me. But the answer is almost going to be yes, that you can get my number out. But I don't want them telling I'm an AA member for no purpose. I would say right. that. And again, it's not a big deal if they do. I don't have much, you know, but I would, you know, just, I don't want to be, uh, I want it to be a purpose of why they're doing it. Yeah. Well, I guess if you didn't want family to tell them, then you probably shouldn't tell your family because you're not, we're not going to be able to control what they do or don't do. Well, I definitely can't yeah. control, and I'm assuming they have told people, but yeah. if they want me to reach out yeah. to someone, which has happened a handful of times, I would prefer they call me and give me a heads up before just giving yeah. my number out. It's an interesting question. I don't recall it ever, when I got sober, ever even thinking about it. I, I mean, when I mean everybody knew that I drank and was a screw up, and when I got sober and joined AA, it was like a step up for me. I mean, I was like, man, everybody needs to know so that know that I'm doing the right thing. But <laughs> um, I don't recall ever even having a conversation with with uh, anybody about whether they disclose it or not. I know that um, 
I can see how it would be sensitive to somebody brand new. And, um, but it, it's, it, I, it was never anything that was, that was asked of me or that I was concerned about when I first got sober. I don't know what Shank's experience with it is, but. Well, I have a family member that I was living with when I got sober and, uh, I'm not sure during the time that I was incarcerated if this family member was telling people that I was a member of AA, but she was telling people that I was incarcerated and how difficult that it was for her. So I would have preferred for her not to do that. I think like my first few years in AA, I would have much preferred for people to know I was in AA than to know that I was ever in prison. So, you know, that was kind of an odd thing. What I, I do know that I work in a client-based business, and I have clients that are AA members. The majority of my clients are not AA members, and this family member was at a bar, uh, very drunk, and was telling everyone that I was a member of AA, that I went and talked everywhere, and I was, like, probably, like, really high up in AA because I gave a talk at a convention, and also that I had been to prison and was a felon and all these things. Um, and it was like, and it was in a good light of like, wow, she's doing so great now. Uh, but I could have lived without that because at that time I did not tell people that I was a member of AA at all. So at that time, even though I was asking my family not to tell anyone or telling them that it was an anonymous program, uh, they didn't know what that meant. And today I feel like I don't, know that they should I don't know that I should expect them to know what that means I don't care today like whatever tell people I guess I don't love it but I also just don't care if there's an opportunity for me to help someone great right how about you Jay Wayne well I already I I already explained that one I I don't uh, it's one of those things we you know, as as you stay sober, you really don't care. I mean, I guess it become you become less sensitive to it, and um, I mean, you don't go out and like just broadcast and tell people. But I, I mean, I, I mean, most people know I'm an AA member. Most folks in the community, most folks that I've worked with, and in business, and I mean, they just know, and it's done nothing but help me. I mean, it's benefited me in terms of being uh, referred to folks that need help. Okay. Well, then for the next one, let's skip down. Uh, Am I carrying the AA message in the hopes of helping someone else, or am I simply shouting from the rooftops? Oh, we shouting from the rooftops, baby. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Let them know. We shouting from the top of the roof. So I'm assuming that means more like – Telling everyone what a great person I am because I'm now sober. Like what? That's shouting from the rooftops, would you say? Could be. Gee, money's got some on this. So I would say that that would definitely be shouting from the rooftops. I think, and I'm kind of like Shank, that it took me a little while to kind of grasp the traditions, the fact where I live, you know, almost any tradition meeting I go to, someone will say, like, I used to hate tradition meetings and something along those lines. And this is big for a tradition meeting. I can't believe there's not so many people here. Something along those lines. And it took me a while to kind of grasp that there was a kind of a difference between the anonymity and the 11th tradition and the 12th tradition. Like, and I always kind of knew that, like, or didn't think that the spiritual foundation of all our traditions was something like whether I'm saying my last name in a meeting and I knew it probably had to have a little more depth or a little more meaning than mm-hmm. that. But I didn't really grasp it. And it was one time I heard a guy years ago, a long time ago, relative to my sobriety, and he gave a very quick uh, talk on the traditions and he did a really good job, or I heard it, probably to other people had said it before, but I actually heard this. And he talked about the spiritual substance of anonymity being sacrificed. And I know it's in the literature, but I just never grasp it. And it really, that, I 
and there was almost the humility side. And I don't like the 12th tradition. I think the long form talks about us practicing a genuine humility. On a certain level, I don't like that, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, I like things that I'm good at. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And I'm, usually if I'm not good at it, I don't want to do it. And a genuine humility, I can't fake it, right? Because it's, it's not genuine. I can't fake it till I make it. Or I wonder if you guys have hit that one yet. Oh, um, yeah, we scrapped uh, it. It's we out. Sure did. <laughs> I can't do any of that. So just from that, well, you know, I'm not, you know, like I said, ego's always been a big problem for me. Um, so I, that's why, even going back to the first question, I just don't ever want to be guilty of, like, not having a purpose of what I'm doing, trying to have it have meaning and, and willingness to help and not just, like, kind of blowing my own horn or look at me or uh, anything along those lines. So, um so I think, yes, I think shouting that I'm sober and look at me and give me props. Or even posting on a website. I even, for me, I wouldn't post, like, I know if you, you know, use the name Alcoholics Anonymous, that's clearly probably infringing on the traditions. But even, like, I wouldn't put a Roman numeral 18 or whatever the number is. Because what am I really doing? Am I really trying to be helpful or am I really looking for an attaboy or something like that? So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, it's 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 interesting. The when you read a lot of the the early writings on on anonymity, and even if you just take the eleventh tradition literally, it's really the emphasis is on anonymity at the public level. And it's asking us to not break our anonymity at the public level, not to speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. And they were trying to avoid people becoming like so-called spokespersons or messiahs for the fellowship. And it had very little to do with what we now call anonymity in terms of like, hey, don't tell anybody I was here and I won't tell anybody that you were here. Or what I what I call more of just keeping a confidence of of what you see and what you hear, it's not, it's not really anonymity. So, I mean, this particular one, I mean, it, it, I mean, there were people, if you read some of the, the old stories, there were people that shouted it from the rooftops. They went out in the press and in, in the public. These, you know, a lot of them were, were popular, you know, figures or sports people or entertainers or whatever. And, you know, they were shouting the rooftops that they were AA members. And many of them got drunk. And so what appeared to be a, a good thing for A ended up being a bad thing for A because it kind of it showed that people that A didn't work. And so I, um, yeah, I don't think shouting from the rooftops is a good thing. I mean, the, the, the principle is humility and, and, and sacrifice and trying to stay right sized and not taking credit and, and, you know, being humble. I'll tell you a funny story. I was, um, me and my sponsor and, and Tom, I, we were at a conference in, in Virginia one time and we were, at, we went out to dinner and we had a couple of us had our badges on from the conference and we were in line and one of the waitresses or somebody that worked there says, what are y'all, what are y'all doing in town? And I think either me or my sponsor said something about like, oh, we're at a, we're at a church function or something like that. And Tom's like, no, we're at an AA conference. We're, we're, <laughs> we're in town for an AA conference. And he didn't, he didn't sugarcoat it or try to, he just said straight out. And then he, he, he cleaned us up after we got out of the line. He's like, look, guys, he says, there's absolutely nothing wrong with telling people that you're at an A conference. You just lied to that lady is what he said. And I, I guess this kind of goes in line with the first question when I said, I don't, I don't, I don't care who knows. I think it's important that if somebody asked me a question, I mean, for years, I, they would say, where'd you go last night? Oh, uh, I went to a church function or I went to a, to a, a, some kind of self-help thing I, instead of just saying I was at an AA meeting. 
That's not an anonymity violation. And, uh, man, but, man, he embarrassed the heck out of me. I was like, it, didn't, it wasn't embarrassing. It was just I had never seen that. I just thought you were supposed to keep this stuff secret. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the – that's not the spirit of it. So I got a question then. Yeah, what's and your question? For me, like, so – and this happens all the time. It happened a couple weeks ago, as a matter of fact. Maybe, maybe even last week. You're in an event at a hotel, and everyone's got – Badges, like you said, and you're on the elevator, and you're with a group of people. Um, some you may know, some you may not know. And someone asks, what are all those badges for? Is it okay to, for the people that you maybe don't know so well, to say, we're at a Alcoholics Anonymous event? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Especially if you're at a public venue and those folks are walking by the hallway anyway and i mean and they're seeing you're excited and enjoying life and having fun why wouldn't you want them to know you're at i mean why would you why would you lie or make something up i I can see the point that if you have somebody there that's doesn't want anybody to know you you might be implicating them in and being there but i i just don't they should take their badges off and take the stairs if they don't want anybody to know. I don't know. I, I but no, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's that's where I get a little like, I, you know, uncomfortable or uncertain. And you know, someone else took the lead and they did what you said that not a church function but a spiritual event or whatever. Oh, did it. they really? Yeah, see, that's just dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. You can walk right by and see the banner up on the thing that says Alcoholics Anonymous Area 51 or whatever it was. Keep it simple. No, no. This, though, being all full disclosure, it was at a restaurant where they left their badges on. Mm-hmm. That's where it was. Oh. So, it wasn't. so that's all the more better. There might be a waiter there when, that needed to be When closed. I was concerned about people knowing I was an AA, I was taking that badge off before I left the hotel. I will tell you that right now. That thing was coming off. I was not going to be caught out in public with that badge on. Yeah. Well, I was told if you wear that badge, you better be on your best behavior. Well, you know, what are you trying to say, Greg? <laughs> Nickname is Shank. I'm just saying. <laughs> like if I was to put a bumper sticker with a circle and triangle, I better not. Run red lights or go 100 miles. Well, yeah. In my case, they're like, just don't do the bumper stickers. Don't get Wayne started on the bumper stickers. Come on, uh, man. Please. How about some chips? Let's give out some chips. I heard you guys do medallions. Now I listen to one no. of them. <laughs> no. Listen. The 11th tradition says there's no need to praise ourselves. So... We're we'll do a whole episode on chips one day. I'm I'm but that's that's the dumbest thing in AA. One of the dumbest things ever. But don't get me started. Also, it's a whole lot better for our friends to recommend us. It does say that. So you, but your friends need to know about you, right? Right. If your friends don't know, how can they recommend you? They they can't. Well, that's right. For the public, that's why we. Some people do things like talk to your doctor or your lawyer or your yeah, whatever. Right. Well, I think you got okay. a question for us. Okay, so is it okay to use my last name within the fellowship? Depends <laughs> who I think the pamphlet encourages us to do so, actually. It does. It, does. <laughs> it sure does. It does. So I always do. Yeah. Now, if it was a meeting where you get called on or you go around the room and then you get called on again and you, know, you say your name in that kind of format, I don't keep saying it. I don't go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just well, brought this up to Jerry before we started the podcast. <laughs> 
I usually do it once, and then so and that's usually how, all that would come up anyways. But How many times do you think is appropriate to introduce yourself in an AA meeting? Once. Okay. Once, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions about introducing yourself with your last name or your full name. I would say probably the majority of AA members think there's something wrong with it. But the pamphlet's pretty clear. Dr. Bob even wrote about it that you know that we need to use our last names and people need to know who we are. Um I even pointed that pamphlet out to people that like I get challenged on it. Used to get challenged on it often. Hey man, I can't believe you're using your last name in a meeting. Why'd you do that? Like, cause I want people to know who I am and it's actually in our pamphlet. And Bill's like, no, it's not in the pamphlet. And then when you point it out to them that they, it's, you know, they, they still don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Or you'll hear just weird things like, oh, that's outdated or they, that's, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. And yeah, I was taught to introduce myself one time. I love going to those meetings and you get you get that guy that introduces himself 22 times or even in a business meeting, you'll see it sometimes. Every time somebody shares, though, I'm little Jimmy and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and uh, they come back and I'm little Jimmy and I'm an alcoholic. Man, we, we still, forget you. still an alcoholic. Still an alcoholic. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm still Jimmy. I'm still a little Jimmy and I'm still an alcoholic. Hey, still a little Jimmy. Oh, now, 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 what about what about on uh, recordings for the public, open AA meeting? Well, if you follow the letter of the of the tradition, first name only. Because I did do that with yeah. number known being recorded. That's the only time that I had. Some of my favorite people say their last name, so I don't know that that's yeah. But, um, but if, it's, if I know I'm recorded, I don't say my last name. That's the opinion. yeah. I think if you yeah, I think it's it's clear. Now I don't always do it, so revoke some of my sobriety. But the um, I think if you follow the, what the tradition says, you're supposed to do first name only. We'll have to give you a chip with a little less time on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want a medallion. I want a tricolor. I want a tricolor. Okay. What else you got for us, Shane? Next question. Am I taking my story and affiliating it with political causes? I hope not. So so here's, yeah, I I don't think anybody here is, and I don't think it's right. This really, did this come out of the digital question or is this just in general no, what? this came out of out of the pamphlet yeah the digital the part of the pamphlet or in their digital part yeah i mean i i've seen where i've really seen this happen in the last you know four five six years is is probably on facebook where you know, you got a a, a a Facebook person that it's clear that they're an AA member because of their post and because they want to put their medallion and their chip on there every, you know, couple of days. And then they spew venom about a political issue or they get involved in some kind of rant. And I often wonder, so, I mean, it's clear that the person's an AA member and now they're affiliated with the political cause and I often wonder if that what that does. It's a yeah, I guess it's more of a question. So I think anonymity isn't really just in two traditions. It's probably in about half of them that it ripples onto. Right. And I think the implied affiliation, even if it's just implied, I mean it's and I think that's a problem with, I'm the exception. I get to post on Facebook or speak in the public or whatever is then, well, if you're, if, if Shank's an exception, well, wait a minute, I am too. You know, actually I, 
Right. I'm also, I mean, I'm also an exception. I, I'm high-ranking like Shank or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Now, I, I guess I have. I, don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever done it. I've not heard you two do it. I've heard both of you speak numerous times. But I, I guess I have heard people give talks, and they have gotten, like, political. As a matter of fact, I heard – I forgot about this. We had a local guy that talked. He gave a talk one night in Garner. And the last 10 minutes of his talk, he actually did a campaign. He was running for judge. I forgot about this. He was running for judge in the county here, and he basically asked for votes at the end of his talk. That's probably right in line with what that question is getting at. I mean, that's just completely inappropriate. Yeah, that's not a gray area. No, it's not much <laughs> gray. <about that. laughs> and uh, so I think when we tell stories, we probably should stay away from political. I just think that it limits who I can help. I have had people outright ask me, like me personally, I don't talk about um, whatever my conception of a higher power is. And I've said on this podcast before that I would consider myself religious, like not in the way most people might think. But, um, you know, I don't talk about that in Alcoholics Anonymous, not because I'm ashamed of it. I'll tell you if you ask me one-on-one. I just don't think that it's helpful for people who may not share my same thoughts about it in an AA meeting to share those kinds of things. And I think that about political causes, too. And it can be something very simple, you know, like things that we've been through in the past several years in the world. You know, I don't have to share what my thoughts are about um, anything politically or anything controversial, truly, except – People do think it's controversial just to say, like, to work the program out of the big book, but I feel pretty confident in that one. You're confident in that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that controversy. In Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. I've worked with people, sponsored people, and I have to, I can almost virtually say both that you have too, where see things differently than the other person politically or whatever. And if I started off with all that, I don't think that relationship would be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it's not a good way to start it off. Yeah. Or if they even heard me talk like that, they might. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes back to what Shank said. It would limit who you help if you. Right. I mean, they'd have to share those kind of beliefs, probably to even ask you to help them. Well, and I've had people yeah. fire me when they have found out certain things about yeah. me, whether it be religious or otherwise or politically or just my thoughts on anything, on conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, who knows what it may be? <laughs> I've had people be like, wow, I really can't handle that, um, which is, you know, to each their own. Alcoholics Anonymous has taught me that I can stay more toward the middle, and if that person calls me again or when I see that person again, I don't have to be rude or like, oh, well, I don't talk to her because I used to help her and now I don't. You know, a lot of times these women will come back and call me and be like, you know, there's this one thing, and, like, now it's happened and I'm screwed or whatever. Or something really beautiful happens in their life and they want to tell me about it. Right. Yeah, you know, I've actually – when y'all were talking, I've, I've, there's some folks that I have sponsored for, I guess you could say decades. We've never had a conversation about religion or politics. We've had plenty of talks about spirituality and, and principles and, and how to live, but never a conversation specifically about their religious beliefs or their political beliefs. And I, I think that's that's probably good. Now I've got some guys I've sponsored that that they'll tell you all kinds of stuff, but I don't I don't have those conversations with them. Right. Don't we have a couple stories in the back of the book? One being a vicious cycle, and one being our southern friend, or the vicious and our southern friend, where those two guys had the opposite religious beliefs. Yep. And they didn't let that get in the way. That's, that's right. right. So. Yeah. 
I think that's where we should be right. looking for towards yep. be more like that. Okay, so here's the next question. Is it okay to tell someone if I witness or experience inappropriate behavior that happens either during or outside the meeting times? Can I alert the proper authorities if there is criminal behavior? Yes. We're not above the law. <laughs> yeah. Anyone should know that it should be a bunch I, I, I think, of alcoholics. That's all the same big book I did. I'm pretty sure I feel comfortable saying that. And I think that book says that if I can't commit a crime, I may have to go to jail for it. Mm-hmm. Or if I steal some money, I'm supposed to pay it back. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, we do not get special treatment. No, we're, we're not. We abide by the law. We don't. We're not above it or below it. Or anonymity yeah. is not a safeguard against the law. It's like safeguard yeah. for the number, maybe, but not the law. Yeah, it's interesting though. The question came up for a reason, right? I mean, it's in there for a reason, and. I know that when, I don't know how long it's been now, Shank, but whenever the the safety card came out and prior to that and the there was stuff that had happened in California and maybe it was Canada also and a lot of controversy came up. I mean, I, I can remember having conversations with, with AA members that they really thought that because of anonymity, and because of the third tradition and the only requirement being a desire to stop drinking, that they that that like exempted people or groups from like turning people in or stopping inappropriate behavior or even calling off the authorities. And I, I don't know, you know, where that came from, but there are people that think that that like anonymity like prevents them from talking to people that are that are doing things that are criminal or things that are like completely unprincipled in the group and it's it's like you said it's not it's not a an exemption or a safeguard from doing inappropriate things Hmm. interesting we had a big uh i forget how many years ago it's been a little while but we had had someone stole a bunch of money from our inner group you know in a substantial nice and it became that, you know, sort of principle or discussion on that principle, do we report it, do we not? And that, that's, you know, maybe in a way a little different than some other crimes, but, you know. Uh, report it. Was, was it you? <laughs> this time it wasn't. Okay, okay. Just checking, just checking. They should have called me. I could have told them how to do it without getting caught. Mm. well yeah okay so the answer is you can alert the the authorities you know yeah sure i do think that sometimes people have an issue with this like we're trying to hide behind anonymity in aa meetings and that is just not the case and i've personally never felt that way so Well, since that, the one I know of is the one in California. Maybe there was one in Canada, but that one that, and it was probably eight years ago, roughly. Yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah. Something like that, anyways. And since then, I mean, uh, safety workshops have exploded for sure. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is um, I don't like the groups that read the safety card and then turn around directly after and do a bunch of crap that just does not seem like it's a safe environment for everyone involved and that's all i'll say about it but yeah i'll tell you i do think there's like meeting etiquette there should be meeting etiquette workshops too just as many that go along with the safety workshops we should do one meeting etiquette I got a funny story about the safety car, but I won't share it because that'll be shouting from the rooftops. <laughs> now we want to hear it. Uh, well, when it first came out, it used the term in the rooms. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, it was just dumb. It, it, it basically was calling the, the groups in the rooms. And I wrote the literature committee. 
trustee and um, said that this is a misnomer in AA. I said, there's lots of groups that don't meet in rooms. I know groups that meet in pavilions. They meet on beaches. They meet outside. And using the term is inappropriate. They uh, they actually replied back and they rewrote it. Nice. So, anyway, the room. You heard it here first. A- if a- you have a- the a- old safety card, Jay Wayne had it changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, AA is not a room. <laughs> All right. Just to be clear. And when I came to the rooms and I got involved with you people, <laughs> my life has never been the same. We'll, we'll see you in the rooms. And it, hey, mm-hmm. come to the rooms. Are you in the rooms, Greg? <laughs> no, I'm a member of AA. Yeah, big deal. So, do y'all think the concept of anonymity is outdated? Hmm. I think the principle of anonymity is timeless. Whoa. Timeless. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I think the same principles apply when the ball player that Jay Wayne was talking about uh, applies as much today. I think I don't think the principles have changed at all. I mean, we have more resources, uh, and we should utilize those resources, technology, but within the yeah. confines of yeah. You know, our traditions. So no, I don't think so. I think still what it was a bill wrote that and I mean, yeah, that anonymity is our greatest safeguard or you know, I think it's still just important. And that one of my pet peeves on this is where I mean is that people say around here, well, you know, I can't ruin AA. I can't, you know, I can break my enemy one person's. But, and, yeah, that may be true. One person might not have that kind of power. But if enough of us do that, yeah. yes, we do have that kind of power. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good point. It's not outdated. No, not at all. I'll tell you this. I, I do think that, the, that it, it has held AA back from using technology. I think we've finally gotten over it, but I, I think it was it was used as, a, as an excuse to not kind of keep up with the times in terms of of technology and some of the social media stuff. And some of that stuff can be very helpful to, in reaching people, and there's ways to do it without you know breaking anonymity. Yeah, the, so. the platform doesn't infringe upon the tradition. <laughs> Good point. Right. That's right. It does not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do y'all have any additional comments about anonymity? Let me update y'all, okay? Let me update, okay. Self-effacement, I looked them up. For anyone else who did not know um, what these meant, like me, I'll probably forget. Okay, self-effacement is not claiming attention to oneself. So I guess there's a reason I didn't know that one. Well, Um, let me do that one. (laughs) <laughs> and self-renunciation is self-denial. Hmm. So, there you go. Bill was telling us to stand for prudence and, importantly, self-effacement, not claiming attention to oneself. And then he was talking about um, the cornerstone of our security of, as a as a movement at a deeper spiritual level. It points us to still greater Self-renunciation, self-denial. Self-denial. So it goes back to what G. Money said earlier, humility and sacrifice. That's right. Those are words yeah. I can understand. So thanks for <laughs> those in the big book, yeah. not these other ones. Yeah, so stay humble and try to try to serve some people. One thing that I always think about, which Jerry knows the story, but, um, you know, when I finally felt comfortable when someone finally like looked me dead in my eyes and were like oh you're limiting who you can help by hiding behind anonymity is essentially what they said and I had to kind of like think about that and chew on that and I know several people before that time had said that to me um 
But, you know, I didn't ever tell clients, similar to what you all have said, I didn't ever tell clients where I was, what I was doing. It was always some kind of spiritual thing, whatever. And um, they're like, well, you know a lot of people. Like, you you know a lot of people. How did you know this group and that group? And you went here with these people. And I would just be like, they're just friends of friends. Like, I just met a bunch yeah. of people. Um, but, you know, within my my client-based business, now we always have sober October and dry January. And people would always be like, oh, it's so hard not to drink. Like, you just don't know. Da, 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 da. And it was around that time where I was told, like, hey, maybe you'll be able to help people. Quit hiding behind it. Anonymity is not meant for you to stay secret. And so I did start, like, telling clients, oh, I've been, you know, sober for seven years. I'm a recovered alcoholic and Alcoholics Anonymous. The majority of people, they do not remember me ever saying that statement, and they still bring me wine for Christmas every single year. And I don't have to say, like, how dare you jeopardize my sobriety? Don't you remember I told you that I'm sober? I just, like, gift it to someone else. Like, so what? Um, But the people who do always remember are typically the ones that maybe have a problem with drinking. And so they'll kind of update me, you know, and they're like, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, you know, remember of Alcoholics Anonymous, I can tell them a little bit about the program. I can let them know that I am not the spokesperson. I can let them know about open and closed meetings, sponsorship, home group, the big book. You know, I think maybe a couple over the years have taken me up on coming to a meeting, but um, they, they're the ones that remember. So I always just have to like keep a pulse on that. It's the people who may actually need help one day that remember like, wow, Susie doesn't drink. Like, oh, she's, she's a member of AA. Better not talk to her about drinking. Yeah. Well, a, a, a way that that kind of, is, I think, has come about for me is that it's just kind of happened organically, meaning just by living and, and being free and not being afraid, people, I mean, I don't like go out and just tell people. I know it sounds like that sometimes, but people just, they just find out. Or, you know, one of the things that helped me, you mentioned it, is that people would say, like, what'd you do last night or what'd you do this weekend? And I would be, like, scared and I would like come off from this like position of weakness. Like, uh, I went to, I was at a meeting, you know, or, uh, you know, I, I'm, I was, I went to, I'm in the rooms. Like they're going to know what the hell that means. And if you just say I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, it completely changes the conversation just by saying that I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's, there's some power in that. And then it, it creates a better conversation about what that means and you know i you know i i was in a i was in a high level position in a fortune 500 company and involved in a lot of stuff in the community and it's never hurt me people knowing i'm a member of alcoholics Anonymous. it's never come back to bite me or harm me or uh prevent me from from doing things or going somewhere it's it's only and i've I've, I've had so many people referred to me by folks that I've worked with in business, people in the community, dentists, doctors, attorneys, um, because they know I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. So, Shank, should we move on to meeting shrapnel? Let's hit it. All right. G-Money, get ready, brother. Oh, all right. What's our first one? Meeting shrapnel number one. What you see here, let it stay here. Here, here. <laughs> oh man, Greg, what do you think about this one? Uh, I mean, I don't really prefer it, but <laughs> um. I mean, if they, I think I've heard it word a little differently. I'm not sure I can have to listen to it again. But I guess if you're talking about strictly someone's new and I'm not going to say that I saw you at an AA meeting, that would be, if that's what it means, that's not so bad that, you know, 
a lot of us, including me, weren't really proud to be in AA at first or didn't want anyone to know, and I certainly want to respect that. But other than that, I don't understand it. And I don't like the way it rolls off the... I don't know the hear, hear part either. That, that's just for like, because it sounds good. That's when you're holding hands oh, and then yeah. people <laughs> yank them down and they say, hear, hear. Hear, hear. You've never I, seen I, that? I need to come up where you guys are a little bit. You guys got some power. We, we get it, Grip. Okay, you have like the best meetings out there. There's no chat and all. Everyone's great. You hold hands and you go hear, hear. Oh, yeah. That's strong. That's Come on, G-Money. You've seen that, haven't you? No. I, I'm sure I have, but it's been a while. It's been a while. What you see here, let it stay here. Here, here. There's there's some other versions yeah, of Yeah, like who you see here. What you I hear think, here. I think, I, think, I think there's one version that like, and I can't. Well, who you see here, don't say who you saw here, but feel free to talk about what you heard here or the ideas or principles. Well, that doesn't have the ring to it. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, that was weak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one's another one. It's just it's just frothy emotional appeal. I don't know what I don't know what you call it, but it's just it's dumb. It sounds cool and I don't know, like I don't even know that it sounds cool. I think it sounds kind of cheesy. <laughs> Thanks for keeping. You're okay. right. I, I was, I was, I was. You're getting to, off track. I am. Shank, what do you think? Um, I don't. I don't really like anything that seems like people chant it together. And this is typically one of those things that people like chant together. Mm-hmm. So. Now is it here here H E A R here here yeah. or here here H E R E? No, it's I believe it's H E A R. Either one of them. I don't even know which one it is. Yeah. Either one of them are dumb. So Greg, you want to you want to keep it or scrap it? Scrap it. I'm gonna scrap it. Shank. Get out of here. All right. What's the next one? Meeting shrapnel number two. There's a journey from me. To we. Wow. Come on, Grip. Let's hear it. Let's see what you got. I I mean, this one is, I guess, in principle, it's not the worst one I've heard. I mean, if we're talking about anonymity and we're talking about lacking, uh, you know, individuality and being one, I guess it kind of moves towards that direction. Uh, it's not a, but I don't, I'm scrapping it still. I don't, I don't, I don't no, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, for you listeners, we talked briefly about this one before we started recording, and Greg loved it at that point. No, I, can't. I did, did not say that. He I said did. Didn't he? Wanted to poke holes in. Roll the film. Oh. Roll the film. All I right. did not. There was never the word I loved it used. I, I think that's uh for the for the recording that is not true. Well, I may have, I may have exaggerated, but it sounded like you were into it. You even teared up a little bit when you read it. I'm still scrapping it. Okay, all right. And, they, and there's no what do you call it chanting or chirping or whatever going on with it. I don't think, anyways. Don't chirping. Think isn't that kind of like Channing? <laughs> this one. Oh my goodness! There's a journey from me to we. So we covered this is a we program. Mm-hmm. I think we scrapped that. Um, it's not a me program. It's a we program. Mm-hmm. You like that all, one too, huh? All all versions of that. I, I don't. I, I don't. I really don't. I just don't think, I think it's unnecessary. Yeah, I'm sure this came straight out of, uh, probably not even a treatment center. Probably, well, it may have been treatment. I think it's either a treatment center or maybe another fellowship. Could it be another fellowship? It probably came out of one of those, those offshoot books, the Women's Way to the Steps or, uh, Codependent No More or (laughs) the, 
strongest in the broken places or <laughs> some stuff like that. Uh, it's got, I don't know. What do you think, Shane? You like it? Um, I don't like it. I don't understand it. Listen, I'm not dumb. I mean, this podcast, maybe you think I am, but <laughs> there's a lot of these that I just don't get. Like, me to we. Okay, so there's a journey from me being, what, selfish to trying to help others. What are we talking about here? It's a good question. I, I don't know. So if we don't know what we're talking about, we should scrap it, right? All right. So <laughs> G-Money's scrapping. I'm going to scrap it. Shank? It's out of here. All right. <laughs> Meeting shrapnel number three. You either get locked up, covered up, or sober up. Scrap. So that oh, went right into the scrap. You don't even want to discuss yeah. it. So I, I, I don't like any of these little. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get uh, Jay Wayne's like book of. Uh, uh, oh, that's a great idea. We should make them into a book. We have. Are, they, are these ones you personally have heard and you've just retained? Well, so yes, yeah, so it's both. We, it's, it's, a lot of them are ones that we've actually heard. Some of them I'm guilty of saying in the first five years of my sobriety. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the others come from listeners. So did you say any of these in your first five years? Need a wee? In some of the meetings here, you have to say, everyone says, like, what you see here, let it stay here, here, here. And it's just like something you say, and if well, you don't say it, everyone looks at you like you're you haven't been initiated well, into the cult yet. Well, I've said that one because Keep one of my back. first one of my first home groups it was at the end of their readings that anonymity this anonymity statement it said what you hear here let it stay here no who you see here, here let that stay here what you hear here take it with you and use it or some stuff like that but yeah no, I don't so. That answers your question. What do you think about this one, G-Money? I think that, so if we look at what we're talking about, uh, not only do I like it for a number of reasons, but if we're looking at anonymity, I think, you know, what we're supposed to avoid, and this isn't to the public, so you might make a case there, but I think it's a little sensational. It's kind of like you're either going to die, you're going to, I think it's sensational advertising, maybe not to the public, but within the fellowship, but it's still not really the principle of anonymity. That, along other reasons, I don't really, it's it's like jails, institutions, and death. Yeah. It's like you do this or this is going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's sort of, trying to scare somebody maybe maybe you know on a small scale maybe not you know hardcore but nonetheless yeah. I don't, I don't like fear based sobriety right yeah this is the trailer park version the trailer park AA version of jails institutions and death that's why that's why I related to it so much I was like this that's feels exactly. like home this one that's feels ex- like home did that's you say exactly. this one in your first five years Jay Wayne no no I, I he probably said that in the this. in the most recent five yeah he's been saying this one. Oh, this was the I, 25 to 30 uh, range yes absolutely <laughs> I'm sure I said jails institutions and death that's although that's an NA term I think pretty sure it's an NA literature so what do you think about this one I think you're right it's frothy emotional appeal it's like sensationalism there's no there's no weight to it I mean it ain't gonna help anybody and if you if you're caught up in the alcoholic obsession this is not gonna help you stay sober well here's the thing somebody or I know plenty of people that have not been locked up covered up or sobered up they're still just out there on to the bitter end like yeah yeah so it's not yeah it's not true it's not true you're right and i know people i've got family members that would have been better off had they gotten locked up or covered up yep and they drank into an old age and died of a miserable death Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, so you're right. It's not actually accurate, is it, for everybody? So, Greg, what are you going to do with it? Of course, you already scrapped it, didn't you? Scrapping it. All right, I'm scrapping it. Shane? It's out of here. All right. <laughs> hey, G-Money, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yep. Yep. If you're out there listening... Understanding anonymity, don't let the title fool you. It's a, it's an excellent pamphlet if you want to know about the spiritual foundation of our traditions and if you want to know about how to place principles before personalities, this is an excellent pamphlet and, uh, it can help you to be free. Freedom! Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, suggestion, or just need help, you can email Shank and Wayne at freedom at alcoholicsalive.com. Remember, we're recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous, but we do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous, nor do we get paid. Join us next week for another great episode.